In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Exodus chapter 32 says, The Lord changed his mind about the disaster that he planned to bring on his people. Did you hear what I just said? I was quoting from Scripture. In one of the greatest chapters of the Bible, the Bible itself says that Yahweh changed his mind. Let's get into that today. Many of us spend significant time in life trying to change other people's minds. We usually have good reasons to do so. Maybe we are a parent trying to get our child to change her mind about something. Maybe we are a supervisor trying to persuade an associate to change his mind about something. Maybe we are a preacher trying to get sermon listeners to change their minds. Maybe we are even a politician trying to get a voter to change his or her mind. When people do change their minds, we often applaud them. They got it, we say. They turned to the right side. They made the healthy choice. And it's true that changing one's mind can be a good thing. But somehow, we, we also tend to denigrate people who change their minds. When leaders change their minds to a position we disagree with, we claim they are wishy-washy and that we can't trust them. Politicians are especially susceptible to that accusation. The watchful media and its massive archives are ever vigilant, probing for some way that a politician is going against something he or she said previously. What does the church's own archive say? What does the Bible say? Well, Exodus chapter 32 describes one of the most dramatic mind changes in Scripture. Moses, up on the mountain with Yahweh, has been delayed in returning to his people. Somehow the anxious impatient people throw their gold into a fire and quote-unquote out came this calf. Those are exactly the words of Aaron at Exodus 32:24. Out came this calf with the feigned innocence of a five-year-old. 
they had fabricated an idol. Yahweh is furious. And in an astounding moment, Yahweh says to Moses that he, God, will annihilate those people, get rid of them all, and create for Moses a new people. In short, God tells Moses that he, God, will start all over again. Wow. But in an even more astounding moment, Moses begins arguing with Yahweh. Moses is trying to save his people. And the Bible actually says that Moses is trying to get God to change his mind. In the next amazing development, God is persuaded by Moses not to destroy the Hebrew people. And in a still more astounding moment, the Bible says quite clearly, Exodus 32, 14, that Yahweh changed his mind about the disaster that he planned to bring on his people. Yes, the Bible says that God changed his mind. In fact, many of you have the old King James version of the Bible somewhere in your closet. If you read the old King James version of that same verse, you will read that God repented of that possibility. That's because the word repent, in Greek at least, is the word metanoia. Meta means changed, noia means mind, metanoia means change your mind. It's always translated repentance. Now we might think it would be theoretically impossible for God to change his mind or to repent. But the Bible seems to say otherwise. That's because the Bible is not a fundamentalist document. The Bible does not teach fundamentalism. Some of us may sadly remember this day in history, September 11, as a day of fundamentalist terrorism, and it is. But Christians gather to oppose fundamentalism even when it is our own Christian fundamentalism. And our opposition to fundamentalism, any fundamentalism, is even more critical these days. I define fundamentalism like this. Fundamentalism of any type is the inability or unwillingness 
to change. Fundamentalism is the unwillingness to admit change. Fundamentalists refuse even to think about changing their minds. And fundamentalism can be conservative or liberal. Religion, as we've all seen, has often been the the transmitter of fundamentalism. Religious fervor seizes on a law or principle or idea that should never be changed, we say. But such laws are the wrong thing to cling to. It should be love that is unchangeable, not law. And in the Bible, it is love that never changes. Principles do change. Secondary laws do change. And here in Exodus 32, God actually changes. Yahweh changes his mind. It's an incredible biblical event. Fundamentalists refuse even to think about changing their minds. But God does. God can change his mind. God is not a fundamentalist. Some of you may remember my spiritual leadership principles, which I hope have been helpful guides over the years. One of my favorite principles goes like this. If you want people to go somewhere, go there first. Don't just tell them to go. If you want people to go somewhere, you go there first. It applies to lots of principles, but it also applies to changing someone's mind. If you're someone who wants to change people's minds, whoever you are, the best way to do that is to show them how. The best way to show people how to change their minds is to change your mind yourself. If you, a parent, want your children to change their minds, show them gracefully and honorably that you can change your mind too. If you, a supervisor, want your people to change, show them yourself how to change gracefully. If you, a leader of any sort, want people to change their minds about things, show them that you can change your mind too. If you are God, if you are Yahweh, 
and you want your people to change their minds, to repent, the best thing you can do is to show them that you can change your mind too. It's right there in Exodus chapter 32. The story is another instance of the principle of incarnation. God loves humanity so much that God becomes humanity. God changes so that we can change too. Amen.